Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is uh, Tuesday, August the 3rd, 2021. The Houston Astros just took a one nothing lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. That makes me angry. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. <clears throat> I'm in coming at you as usual from... Brooklyn, New York, where we've been having a lot of red moons lately due to uh, wildfires on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? Yeah. And right? cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's bad for me. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Bad for the world. Cool for like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get cool. Yeah. Like Instagram right? is probably starting those fires. Yeah. Right. Well, they're not helping. That's my point. Instagram right. is not helping climate change one iota. Well, in their defense, they never claim to be. Right. You drinking four roses? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's generally my home bottle. Really? Yeah. For the value, I think Four Roses is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's good uh, and it's relative. It's not that cheap, but it's cheaper. Right. It's, it's not that low cheap. bullet or maker's mark. Right. Yeah. But it's more than Evan Williams, which is the other one that I drink it. Right, it is more than Evan Williams. You ever go with the old granddad, though? Yeah, old granddad I go with. Yeah. That's, I, I, I think Four Roses and Old Granddad are equivalent on the, like, value scale, in my opinion. Yeah, Old Granddad is 50 to 100 proof. So it's a little bit more of a... Right. We'll more of an investment. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. But it is ten percent alcohol is not a small amount. It, it, it but it's cheaper than four roses, isn't it? Or is it more expensive than four roses? I think it's a little cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I think the hangover is a little bit worse, but maybe yeah. that's just the more alcohol. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> definitely old granddad four roses. Uh, what's the old crow? That's when you get yeah, old crow. I don't really fuck around with. Yeah, yeah. I when I yeah I get Rittenhouse. Oh, uh, Rittenhouse is four good. roses. Yeah, and Evan Williams. And Evan Williams is just like I can I can afford to drink four roses now. Yeah, and I didn't used to be able to, so I drank Evan Williams, and I just kind of developed a taste for it. So I still yeah. buy it, but that shit gives you a bad hangover. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
What is it about the quality of bourbon that does that though? Like no like idea. Sugars? You, no, okay. Maybe and, and maybe it is. I've no idea what it is, but mm-hmm. lower quality booze definitely gives you a worse hangover. Right. Like that's part of what you pay for. That is one hundred percent what I pay for at this point. Well, like even like vodka. Like I'm not a vodka drinker, but what are you paying for for high quality vodka? A less bad hangover. Right. Yeah. Which is like pure, like like to take a metaphor from crack. Like you're buying something that's not cut. You're buying something that's more pure. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe the the lower quality stuff has like dye in it or something. Yeah, I, I think don't it's know. Sugar. I think it's 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 a di- they add sugar yeah. to cover flavor essentially to mask the flavor to mask the flavor. Yeah. So you you. Eating your digestion. Oh, wild turkey, I like. Oh, wild turkey's real good. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, 10, was it 105? What's the high? 101. Yeah, 101 kicked my ass any day. Ugh. Yep, I'm a big bourbon fan. Scotch, not so much scotch fan. Um, but I, I like scotch and soda. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. With ice and like, a, you know, zest of a lemon, perhaps. <laughs> um, but Sam, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about baseball before we got too far off topic. Um, Hold on, I need, to, I need to go a little further off topic, though. Okay, fair. Uh, another thing about Four Roses that I like. Also, I think Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey and Four Roses are the only two bourbons mass-produced in the United States that are made entirely with non-GMO grains. And you can't quote me. I mean, you can quote me on that. You should fact check me on that, though. You said Wild Turkey uh, and Four Roses. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's only non-GMO corn. But they're the only only mass-produced bourbons in the country. So okay. So they now are... you, now we gotta talk about this because I'm sorry about the microphone. Bourbon has to come from Kentucky, right? Uh yeah, I think I think so. But because no. because Jack right. Daniels yeah. is not bourbon because it comes from Tennessee. Bourbon's right. gotta but come from Kentucky. There's other things that make it not like Tennessee whiskey is its own yeah. has its own set of rules. Yeah. They're they're like uh Appalachians or what's the word? They're like uh DOCs in France. There's it's it's not only a place, it's also a method that's protected. Yeah. Right, and it's about what you put the bills. Oh, I know. Right. Um, because the other thing, like, you know, like we used to drink Jack Daniels a lot, but I had it a little while ago and it's like, it's like whiskey with corn syrup added to it. It tastes fucking bizarre to me. Yeah, Jack Daniels is not great, but like 
Gentleman Jack is really good. All oh, of the Jack Daniels, if you go, if you go like any level above the the mass-produced Jack Daniels, which is more of like, you know, it's Jack and Coke is what they make that for. Right. But, but they, they make some really good like single barrel and uh they they make some really good whiskeys. Jack Daniels does. Okay. I'm not. A, I'm also not crazy about their just regular Jack Daniels. Right. You can't have that on the rocks, or whatever but, it's called. But, but. Well, you can. It, it's a different flavor for sure. But <clears throat> I think the I think that Tennessee whiskey has to be triple filtered through charcoal, and I think That's that. Yeah. Bourbon is is only single filtered, I think. I believe you're correct. And I thought it had something to do with the oak filtered barrels. Yeah, both of them are made in uh, oak barrels. It's an interesting thing because the way that they make whiskey is they distill the spirit. And so, for example, bourbon has to be 51% corn or more corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, rye has to be 51% rye or more, Okay, uh, I think. Uh, but bourbon definitely has to be 51% corn. It has to be more than half corn. And then they have to be aged in white oak barrels. There you go. That and the barrels that they use to age whiskey are burned on the inside. They're right. charred. So it's charcoal on the inside of the barrel. In an American whiskey, bourbon, rye, and Tennessee whiskey, you can only use virgin barrels, meaning you can't have aged the you can't have aged any whiskey in the barrel before. You can only use the barrels once. And scotch is all aged in bourbon barrels that are that they buy from the United States that are that have already been used to make bourbon and Irish whiskey too Mm -hmm. which is interesting yeah because you would think that the whiskey making tradition in Scotland and Ireland would be way older because they've been making whiskey there since before anyone in Europe even knew about the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listened to a couple of podcasts that was very interesting about how like <clears throat> drunkenness as like public nuisance wasn't a thing until distilled liquors became a thing. That right. like beer and wine have been like in existence forever. And, like, folks would get drunk off of beer and wine. But the idea of, like, oh, no, like, public drunkenness is now a social problem did not exist until uh, Europeans discovered how to, like, distill liquors and create, you know, 80-proof, 100-proof, 120-proof liquors. Yeah. Which... I don't know. I just think that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. What? <clears throat> right. What? Right. Because, like, you can drink beer all day and you're going to get drunk, but you're not, like, it's really difficult. 
to get to that point of drunkenness where like you become a public nuisance. And I'm thinking about like like Christopher Columbus and like what did they do? They they just drank beer because you can't drink water because there is no water. Right. You just drink beer and commit mass genocide. Right. And and sodomy. And sodomy. <laughs> Because nothing pairs better than mass genocide <laughs> right. with mass genocide than sodomy. And like watered down salty beer. Right. But that's what you had on these like like long-term uh, uh, naval voyages. Like what did you drink for hydration? It was beer because the beer didn't go bad. Because it was fermented already. But it's not like, it's like 0.5% alcohol beer. But that's all you drink. Yeah. I got to drink some more of my maple mead, which has now been sitting for a while. Do you still have that? Yeah, I've been just kind of letting it go. Maybe I'll let it go a little longer. Is it preventing? No, it's, it's bottle aging right now. Mm. so it's been in the bottle for a couple months now I guess I should let it go a little bit longer I guess I should maybe let it go until after Christmas yeah for there to be any change really this is ostensibly a baseball podcast so I want to talk to you you are a Boston Red Sox fan right from birth from birth and the AL East is fucking competitive right now. Right. So, and, and so let me, like, my hot take is I was skeptical that the Red Sox did enough to upgrade. You got Schwarber, right? But yeah. Hurt. But, like, the Rays and the Yankees and the Blue Jays all added big fucking names. So why do you think the Boston Red Sox are still going to be competitive in that division for the last 50 games? Well, Chris Sale won. Uh, Chris Sale, I think, is the best pitcher. He's going to pitch on Saturday at AAA, and they think that's going to be his last rehab assignment, which means that next week he's going to be pitching for the Boston Red Sox. And... Chris Sale, I believe, will be a – and, you know, as long as he's healthy, but you can say that about anybody who was picked right. up at the trade deadline. Yeah. I think he's going to be a bigger impact pitcher than even Max Scherzer. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I would say. Who was the okay, biggest yeah. pitcher moved yeah. at the day? That, that ain't that – I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. Uh, But the interesting thing I think about this year, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the season, is the Red Sox being good this year was not part of the Red Sox plan for their long-term goals. And ownership, when they brought on Haim Bloom from Tampa Bay and traded away Mookie Betts immediately, they said, 
this is part of a plan for a sustainable competitive future for the Boston Red Sox. And it's going to take a few years to get there. And they, this trade deadline, everyone went crazy. And the Red Sox, they picked up Schwarber, right? That was their big pickup. And then they got one bullpen piece from the twins. And then they made kind of a, they traded Michael Chavis, who was not good for a reliever from the Pirates, who's also not good. So it was kind of a. I think Eli looks like Michael Chavis. You think Eli does? Yeah. All right. I'll tell him. I'll yeah. tell him. Yeah. That's a hot take. Uh, so anyway, I think that the Red Sox stuck with their plan. I think if they weren't in first place when the trade deadline happened, they probably wouldn't even have picked up Schwarber, honestly. Oh, yeah. But they didn't trade. They didn't really give up too much to get him. Uh, And they just they they gave up a pitching one pitching prospect for him and they took on his salary, which was ten million dollars. Well. It's whatever's left on his one year, ten million dollar salary. But if he comes in and he's good, there's a team option for next year also for $11 million. So it's not even like he's just a rental necessarily. Yeah. They have one more, one more year of control with the team option, which, which kind of also fits in to the Red Sox mentality right now, which is don't pay a lot of money for people. One thing that I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, actually don't correct me, back me up here because I think I'm right, is that the mainstream media kept saying that uh, it was like a seller's market, like all these teams were getting so much back for their their players, like they were getting so much in in prospects and, and et cetera. And what I kept saying was, no, they're not. Like, like these teams are giving up really good players and not getting good returns on it. Well, it's all about control, right? And money. So yeah. maybe you don't get, maybe you give up Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and you don't get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner back. Right? But right. you get you get potential and you get a little financial flexibility, essentially. And that's what folks are playing for. I got you. Yeah. And, and if you're not competitive and you don't see a road to being competitive next year, like the Cubs, then you really want to get everything you can for what you're giving up because regardless like you get two prospects from the Yankees for Anthony Rizzo or you get one draft pick when he signs somewhere else next season right so so it makes sense if you're the Cubs to tear everything apart yeah I mean or they could Cubs fans don't get that but well, okay, why couldn't the Cubs have re-signed their team? 
Well, you know, I think Anthony Rizzo is going to be looking for more money than he's worth. And the Cubs are like already overpaying everybody. So uh -huh. they're not going to re-sign Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez. Not for what they're going to get anyway. That's a good point. Hmm. I don't know. I know. I'm so happy that the Cubs are trash now. And they're going to be trash for a very long time. Right. Why were they so bad? Pitching, right? They don't have any pitching. Yeah, it's got to be pitching. It always is, right? Pitching is the most important thing. Like the White Sox, my team, like, why, why are we even still competitive? It's because of our pitching. Our offense is not good. Pitching is like the 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 variable that you have to control. Uh, same with like the Washington Nationals, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I just feel like the Red Sox have gone the opposite route. Really, I, I mean, like, haven't hasn't Yavaldi and Rodriguez overperformed for you guys? Now, well, the only starting pitcher that we have with an ERA under four and a half is Evaldi. Wow. And that's not good. Yeah. And like we had our, I think that Red Sox starting pitching in the month of June was over six or maybe over seven. And that was our best month record-wise at 18 and 10. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So what did the Red Sox have to do to win this division? Uh, they got to tighten up. I think that they've made upgrades in their bullpen. That guy they got from the Twins, he's a veteran. He was acting as their closer. He'll probably be our seventh inning guy, maybe. And we have a couple of our relievers who are hurt right now. We're just kind of in a full team slump, and we just need to get out of that. Yeah. Chris Sale needs to come back and give us five innings a week of dominant pitching. And that's going to be huge. Even if he pitches once every six days, even yeah. if they go to a six-man rotation and he only pitches – 80 pitches a game or whatever. It's going to be massive for us. I know I texted you that I wanted to talk shit about the Cubs and you kind of set me up for that, but like I'm too tired to talk shit about the Cubs. <laughs> they know what they did. They're going to be you're going to be tails. Cubs fans don't know what they did, though. They're, Cubs fans just, like, they drank a couple Smirnoff yeah. ices and they, like, passed out on the floor in a pile of their own vomit. And, <laughs> the and by is, couple, I mean two. Bad. I mean they're two. Because bad for, like, years now. I don't know, man. I feel like they got a good haul of prospects. Which, you think so? Yeah. What the Yankees? What they get for Rizzo? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. They got two of the Yankees' top prospects. I don't know who they are. 
And then I don't know. I don't follow minor league baseball. Yeah, me either. Because the thing is, is like the real secret of my fandom, Joel, is that I'm not really a baseball fan. I'm a Red Sox fan and I don't really follow other teams. No, you shouldn't. Well, and and especially like minor league, like who the fuck cares? Right. I follow, I like absorb a lot of baseball information through osmosis by following sports media in general, which is mostly a byproduct of this podcast and fantasy baseball. So I get, I like absorb a lot of this information, but I don't follow. All right, but let me me put it this way then. Let me put it this way then, because the White Sox got Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs, right? Right. We gave them Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal. Okay. Okay. Which is a second baseman who needs like surgery, who is not going to play for you this year, probably not next year either, and a middling reliever. Like, we did not right. give them, like, like I, I was like, wow. I was shocked that we got that for even whatever two months of Craig Gimbal. We didn't right. give up anything. We didn't give up anything. Like, I like Nick Magical, but he needs fucking, like, knee surgery. He's broken. And at his best, he's not an all-star second baseman. He's a adequate second. Like, I like it. He was good for us. He was an adequate second baseman. Right. Cody Hoyer was a below adequate major league middle reliever. Like they didn't get like they didn't get prospects. So uh, that that's that's the perspective I'm coming from. And do you have what's Craig Kimbrell's contract look like? Don't know. Have no idea. Don't care. Because yeah, yeah. What? What? Uh, actually, I do know. This year and next year. Right. And then. So and you then, probably took on his salary too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. I'm positive that they did. So it was just a salary dump. By the Cubs. By the Cubs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, right. if I'm a Cubs fan, that should piss me the fuck off. Right. Or I don't know who's on the or they sign Trevor Story to 10 years or they or who who's like who's a big free agent next year. Okay, but they're not going to do that. Right. Maybe not. But they could they you know, it's going to give them flexibility to make moves in a free agent market next year for the team that they want to build for their next run. Gotcha. Which is not gonna, which is not gonna involve Craig Kimbrell, you know. Right, right, right. right. That's true. Yeah, but that's what Cubs fans, the Cubs organization, is telling Cubs fans because they're lying. I think the Cubs. I think the Cubs did it right. I think the Cubs are not going to win the World Series this year. Right. So they have. They had to burn it down. Right. Okay. 
And I think that was the right move. I think the Cubs like, I think the Cubs crushed this trade deadline. But who did they get for Rizzo? A couple of prospects. Right. And you know, they're paying Rizzo's salary. Right. They paid his salary for the rest of the season because they aren't going to have him next year anyway, and they got better prospects for him. I read this whole article on The Athletic this week about the it was the Schwarber deal kind of the Schwarber deal v. the Rizzo deal. Uh-huh. And the Red Sox gave up their, I think it was a top 50 prospect for Schwarber and they took on his salary <clears throat> and the Yankees gave up two of their top 30 or 20 to their top 20 or two of their top 30 prospects for Rizzo mm-hmm. and they're not paying his salary but he's gone at the end of the year whereas Schwarber could be on for another year it's it was a much more flexible deal for the Red Sox and you know the Red Sox so many teams went all in at this trade deadline and then the Red Sox weren't one of those teams right and I don't think it was a bad move to not go not all go all in okay because the Rays kind of went off you know yeah, well, the way like I'm going to be laughing, I'm going to be laughing in five years when the Red, when the Yankees have no like have to pay for their entire team, right? Mm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I I mean, like the Rays, I don't know what the hell the Rays are doing. Like they're being the Tampa Bay Rays, where they're like. Sending Adamas to Milwaukee and sending out pitchers and then buying other dudes. Right. They're buying and selling. Yeah. But the Rays play a different game. They're like, they're just playing a different game. Yeah. No, which I like. I like that about the Rays. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Um, okay. So. We should probably shut this shit down. Yeah, tell me about QAnon. Let's pivot hard. Let's pivot hard to QAnon. So here's the whole thing that I wanted to talk about. What was the guy's name? I told you to tell me the guy's name. Chad something or other. Chad something or other. So, like, I've been wondering about this for a long time. Like, why are people into QAnon? Loader, Chad Loader. So he like he's on Twitter at Chad at Chad Loader, all one word, all lowercase. And he like did this investigation to all these people. They're all out of work actors. Like like these these somebody is going around and paying out-of-work actors to become QAnon influencers. And that's cool. 
I, okay. Like um, Q Shyamalan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he probably, he was an out-of-work actor. Uh, Jake Angeli is his name. Um, he, I think that gets actually insane. But let me let me scroll down here. Um, Shiva Bagiri, an anti-vaxxer and organizer of the Beverly Hill Trump rallies. She's an actor with an IMDb profile. Jason Lefkowitz, an anti-vaxxer and anti-masker in Beverly Hills, an actor with an IMDb profile. Nick Yaya, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. He wears a lab coat and pretends to be a doctor. He's an actor with an IMDb profile. Siaka Masakawai, actor, IMDb profile. These are all people, like they're all out of work actors, don't give a shit, who are getting paid by the Republican Party to be anti-vax, anti-mask. In, in Hollywood. And like, what the fuck? Like, there's this entire fucking industry about this. Let me, I'll, I'll keep going. Roman Drake, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. He's directed and produced films in, in Los Angeles. He had an IMDb profile. Jess Weber, he got arrested for being at the Capitol riot. He, uh, has spread conspiracy theories online. He's an actor and a stand-up comedian with an IMDb profile. John Strand. Is it, is it like... There, and there's no way to tell how influential these people are, right? I don't know. That's a good question. I bet you there is a way that I don't know about. Right? Why do you bring that up? Because it's not like they're on, you can't count their followers. It's not like they're on Instagram. Oh, I, I guarantee you they're on Instagram. Who should I look up on Instagram? Let's, I, let's see if Jess Webber. I don't know who was first on the list. Chad Lander? Well, no, Chad Lander is the guy um, trying to expose all these people. Mm. Let's see if Jess Weber is on Instagram. Oops. Yeah, it seems odd that these people would use their real names if they were just being paid as an acting gig. Right. Don't you think? Well, he's not on Instagram. <laughs> John Strand. Let's see if John Strand is on Instagram. My point is that, like, the Republican Party is going to Los Angeles and finding out-of-work actors and paying them to, like, go to these anti-vaccination protests. Yeah, maybe. Is there, is this just a I mean, I think that maybe the key to that may be more that they're out of work than actors. 
right? Because it's right. the the thing that it's kind of common to this whole anti-mask, anti-science, do your own research, global conspiracy thing. It's a bunch of people who feel as if they, some global conspiracy force is working against them personally. Okay. And I feel like yeah. a lot of, I feel okay. as, I feel an out of work, out of work actor who probably dreamed of Hollywood stardom since being a kid and moves to Hollywood and doesn't get any gigs because they're probably not very talented right. or attractive or whatever. Well, they're moderately attractive. <laughs> that, that sort of worldview probably appeals to that type of person. That's all I'm saying. It's like, it's not my fault. Yeah. It's because I wouldn't rape children. It must be. It must be because I refuse. I must be yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. not the type of person who would join the conspiracy, the cabal, the cabal right? Yeah, and they right. knew that. So they scuttled my chances. I don't yeah. know. Counterpoint, yeah. I guess. No, I'm I, not, I, I mean, I'm sure that there is a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of money floating around to like influence these people, but just because a bunch of out of work actors are also QAnon influencers doesn't mean that's there that this is a gig, you know. That's a very good point. It could be both. Yeah, I'm sure you know. There's probably a combo. Yeah. But just because just because they're out of work to actors, like I feel like actors are probably and you know they're into theatrical nonsense, you know? Yeah. No, I like what you're saying, like the like because I know that there is I, I I'll Google him, but I won't figure it out. There is a QAnon rapper who like specifically talks about what you're talking about like oh i would have been big i would have been huge but i wasn't in on the uh satanic pedophilia right like they yeah that. exactly yeah oh yeah that's a good point. i have a yeah my my uh, QAnon friends on Facebook are one of them's a, a someone who always saw themselves as a rock star and then another one is somebody who got pregnant in high school and mm. their lives are not super fantastic you know there's not a whole lot of success there yeah I unfriended one of my Facebook friends who's QAnon, we got into an argument and I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. Well, you can't engage, Joel. I know. I you know. don't feed the troll. You don't feed the troll, Joel. Right. right. I had to block him. My- what, 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 what was the conversation? He was going off on like Facebook. Like I haven't talked to him in a long time. We went to high school together. I hadn't talked to him in a very long time. 
and he was going off about like QAnon shit. And then I started making fun of him because it's like Adam Sandler's in QAnon, uh, Adam Sandler's in the satanic pedophilia ring because he made that movie called Big Daddy that one time. <laughs> I was just like... Is that what you said? Yeah, like, I, like that's what I said. He's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, they actually believe that. Huh? They believe that shit. Well, they believe that Adam Sandler's in the in the satanic pedophilia cult because he's Jewish. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> right. Because if you go deep enough into any conspiracy, it, it turns out it was anti-Semitism the old time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. It's just like, oh, it wasn't a ghost. It was anti-Semitism. Anti- it turned out it was anti-Semitism the whole time. <laughs> it's not aliens. It's, it's, it's not aliens. Yeah. It's like, oh, they, oh, they, do your own research. Do your own research. Well, my research is coming up with you're an anti-Semite, so... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every fucking time. Every, Every time. Like aliens would be cool. I would be down with like, yeah. Right. Let's fucking hunt some aliens. That would be fun. But no, it's just a metaphor for <laughs> Right. Yep. It's pretty depressing. So depressing. Anyway. Yeah. But, anyway. So what was the what was the comment that broke the camel's back, so to speak, with your friend that you unfriended on Facebook? I think it was it was about Adam Sandler. I thought I was like making fun of his beliefs, and he kept saying like, "Yeah, man, you're right." You're right that little Nikki is a metaphor for like how Adam Sandler is a Satanist. Well, uh, right. I have tracks actually. Right. No, like, I thought I was making fun of him and he was totally on board with huh. what I was saying. And I was like, no, actually, I can't talk to you anymore. I just can't do it. Like, you think that Adam Sandler is making a movie purposefully to to project the fact that he's a satanic pedophile. Like, that's what these people literally believe. That not only is Jewish Adam Sandler a satanic pedophile, but that he made two movies to... And the only point of this was to tell us. Tell you. Right. (laughs) John Stewart also was in Big Daddy. He's Jewish too. Yeah. And also like their, their evidence, all of the facts 
against what they're saying are evidence that they're right. Yes. Right. If that makes any sense. Yes. To me, it makes like, sense. With COVID, it's like all, like every single doctor in the world is like, you can't, COVID is really bad and we have to wear masks. And they're like, that's proof. The proof that we shouldn't wear masks is because right. every single doctor <laughs> yeah. in the world yeah. is in on the fix. You can't trust doctors because they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. And if it was, if if it wasn't corrupt, they wouldn't all be saying the same thing. Right. And it's so crazy to even wrap your mind around that sort of thinking. Well, you just think that every single doctor, there's not a single legitimate doctor in the world. Well, in their mind, they are, but they're all like homeopathic doctors. Right. <laughs> discredited doctors <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hi everybody. hi everybody yeah, yeah. dr dick dr dick dr that... dick is anti-vax you know dr right uh the other thing though you you, you talked to i want to go back to the hollywood thing because they talk about like how little Nikki and Big Daddy are like evidence of like the satanic pedophile ring. And then I'm like, so what do you think about Rosemary's baby? And they're like, what? I'm like, right. yo, yo, there are literally movies about what you want. And you have right. seen them. Made by actual pedophiles. Made by actual pedophiles whose family <laughs> was murdered by a satanic cult. These things exist if you want them to, but you're stupid. But you're fucking stupid. Right. And you haven't seen movies. What do you think about Woody Allen? He's Jewish. You right. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's like Robert softball, right here. He's Woody Allen, right here. No, no, no. Adam Sandler's a pedophile. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Go to because they only watch Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> That's because they only watch Adam. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, Woody Allen. Oh, yeah, no, I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. No, like, no, no, that guy's actually a pedophile. That's, he's actually a pedophile. <laughs> like, no, I don't, I don't like those movies. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm so yeah. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Sometimes we talk about pedophilia. Sometimes we talk about anti-Semitism. Uh, do I need to say we're not anti-Semitic? I think that was pretty... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
we are pro-Semitic on this podcast. <laughs> not pro-Israel, though. No, not pro-Israel. No, pro-Palestine, definitely. Um, well, it's not enough if I'm pro-Palestine. I'm oh, anti-war crime. Yeah. Anti-war crime. Anti-genocide in general. Genocide? Also not a fan. Also not a fan. Right. We should also clarify that we're not pro-Christopher Columbus either. Oh, we said that, though. Because we were talking about... Maybe that was the last episode where you were talking about how much you hated Christopher Columbus. (laughs) Right. He was bad at his job. Let me say that. Right. This is a really right. bad at his job. And we are anti Christopher Columbus. Um, gosh. I, yeah. I'm trying to think. I kind of like George Washington. Uh, Classic of the Delaware, pretty fucking cool. But. Because um, of his wooden teeth? He, yeah, no, yeah. He wasn't good at his job, but he was good at his job. Like, I've got this whole thing, like, you got the battles of Trenton and Princeton that he did win, but, like, George Washington understood he was a symbol earlier than anybody else figured out that he was a symbol of, like, American resistance. And that's why I respect him a lot. Like, he was not a great, like, military mind, you know. But he was like... He was a... What was the Spanish-American War? Is that... French French and Indian War. French and Indian War. Where he got his ass whooped, like, constantly. Yeah, he has ass whooped. And, like, the reason he joined the Americans and the American Revolution is because he had been kind of relegated by the British yeah. military. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he was such a bad general. <laughs> right, because he kept losing to the French. Right. He kept kicking his ass. Right. But then I guess right. he just kind of was like, oh, they beat me this way. So they just used the same tactics against Yeah, no, he was anyway. like he was fine. But like I he think just, he was just a tall, good looking guy. You know? And he Exactly, yes. And my the thing that I like about George Washington is he figured that out before anybody else figured that out. He was like, people are just gonna do what I tell them to do because I'm tall, good looking. And you ever watch uh you know Futurama? Yeah, of course. You know Zap Brannigan? Right. George Washington is not Zap Brannigan because George <laughs> had self-awareness, right? Like right. The whole joke about Zap, like, what if Zap Brannigan was aware that he's actually bad at combat and that the only reason people keep following him is because he's tall and handsome. But he figures that out. Before anybody right. else, but like he's not vain in the ways that Brannigan is. He's like, oh, right, wasn't. And George Washington was a proponent of slavery, or no? Uh, he had owned slaves. He owned many, many slaves. And then, but did he free them when he died? No, 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 no. no. 
No, of course not. Um, now, he's just a big slave owner. He, yeah, like, he, like, yes, yes. He will. In Mount Vernon? Like, Mount Vernon was Mount his Vernon deal, right? That was his house? That was his house, yeah. And he wrote about, like, we need to do something about this someday, but not today. Right, not until after I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lots of folks did that. So I, I don't want to give him like bonus points or subtract points for that, but you know. Hmm. Anyway. We provided for eman the emancipation of the, his slaves and his will. Oh, he did? I don't know what that means. Usually that means that, that he freed his slaves after he died, but I'm pretty sure that Robert E. Lee got his slaves. Because Robert E. Lee married okay. his, his granddaughter. So I'm pretty sure hmm. slaves did not get freed. Five months before his death, Washington wrote his will in which he stipulated that his saved slaves should be freed. Uh, in the months that followed, he considered a plan to repossess tenacities in Berkeley and Frederick counties and transferring half of his Mount Vernon slaves to work them. It would, Washington hoped, yield more net profit, which might benefit myself and not render the slave's condition worse, despite the disruption such relocation would have had on the slave families. Uh, there is this whole thing about all these founding fathers writing into their wills that their slaves should be freed after they die like that implies that they understand that slavery is wrong but just wait till I'm dead so I can't benefit from slavery anymore like Thomas Jefferson did the same fucking thing like that was the thing like I will free my slaves upon my death when I personally right. don't benefit from slavery anymore. And that's like we're supposed to like applaud them for that. That's fucked huh. Yeah, so he freed his valet immediately when he died. And then 123, his remaining 123 slaves were emancipated when his wife died. Which is when? I don't know. Because uh, hmm. I think that's not his first wife. Right. I think it's is like much younger second. Yeah, it's all messed. Up. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, this has been. He doesn't uh, get it. He was a slave owning piece of shit. He's a slave yeah. piece of shit. This has been George Washington Hour. I don't fuck the up. I ostensibly baseball. Right. <laughs> we should do uh, Andrew Jackson Hour next week, Sam. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Ostensibly a baseball podcast, but you know, whatever. We do whatever the fuck we want to do. Oh, I booked. 
Thanks so much for listening. Um, hey, make sure to follow us on all your social media applications, including Twitter and Facebook at Dump on Lump. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating or review in the description. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Uh, I got heartburn. For Sam, my name is Joel. This has been Dump on the Yump. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. So <laughs>